my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy holidays, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lambda, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing this December? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to dive into another Christmas episode of Full House. I love doing this type of thing. The day after Thanksgiving, I am all about Christmas movies. TV, Christmas TV show episodes, all of it. I just soak in and get immersed in just the, the feeling of it and just the excitement and just... <sighs> of course, the episode I am talking about today is from season six. It's episode 12 entitled A Very Tanner Christmas. This episode aired December 15th, 1992. I would have been 10. This was 10 days before Christmas Day. Wow. All right. While Michelle and Stephanie are busy making ex extra long Christmas lists, did any of you, I mean, of course, if you're a 90s kid, maybe even now, your own kids are making lists. Although they're probably making lists like on their phones or on the computer and printing them out. Back in the day, as kids in like the 80s and 90s, you got the Sears catalog, you got the Toys R Us catalog. I was one, I would circle like, oh, I want that, oh, I want that. Or even the commercials as kids, all the toy commercials. My cousin was like, I'm gonna get that, I want that, I want that thing, like, yeah. But it's just, it's so fun just to get one of those catalogs and just go through it. And just circle all the things you want to get. You might not necessarily get them, but it's just that wish list of all the things. And then how disappointed we are when we wake up Christmas morning to find clothes. Oh my god. Like, I wanted a toy! <laughs> anyway, other members of the Tanner household are not feeling so cheery. Danny misses Vicky, who at this point is currently in Chicago. Or I think at the time she was going to be going to the Arctic Circle and or Norway or somewhere covering a dog sled race, so she's kind of out of the country at the moment, and it's sad. Danny wants his 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 lady to uh, celebrate in the holidays with him, maybe share a kiss under the mistletoe. Rebecca misses the white Christmases of her childhood, which she probably has done every year since she's moved to San Fran. I know eventually after that season two, our very first Christmas show, you know Becky eventually got over there to Nebraska to see her family. There is an episode where Jesse and Becky are arguing about going to Nebraska for Christmas. And he's like, no, because we already went there for Thanksgiving to visit her family. There's a little plot hole in the wedding episode part one where... Rebecca's parents are like, oh, it's finally, it's so great to finally meet you, Jesse. Like, didn't you meet him when she brought him home for Thanksgiving? 
I don't know. Anyway, I get it. Yeah, you miss... Who misses the snow? She just misses the white Christmas. That's all. All right. DJ worries that she will miss Steve after he decides to attend college on the East Coast. Which, yeah, I mean, if he's... If he were going way out to Florida, you weren't... But then again, he does go to college locally, and they end up breaking up just because... What, they don't see each other as much, DJ? You know, I'll get into that when I cover uh, the breakup series. DJ just feels like there isn't really a spark in their relationship, that newness, that throat. That's why you gotta make things interesting in relationships. You feel you're in a rut? You feel, you know, your relationship is a little bit dullsville? Do something spontaneous. I'm not saying go run naked through the streets of your hometown. Um, I don't know, just go ziplining. Um, Jeremy and I did that, like, four years ago. And I, I'd never been ziplining before. And it was pretty fun. But it's just, like, I honestly think that distance is good. Not, I think distance is, is good, but also maybe not seeing each other like me and my spouse jeremy and i we work different shifts we really only get to see each other late at night and then you know we see each other on the weekends but i think that's good for a relationship granted this is different if steve is going way across the side of the u.s to florida when she's in california so but everyone's pretty much got their their things that they're going through this episode Stephanie and Michelle are getting to be, uh, they're getting a bit spoiled this episode with the presents. They are very, like, oh, this is it. We want more. What do you mean this is all we have? What about all the the gifts I, I, I the lists I made? I made a bunch of lists. I color-coded, um, the mall on a map. What? So, yeah, luckily Uncle Jesse's there to kind of teach them the true meaning of Thanksgiving, which is not, it's not what you get, it's what you give to others. Oh, this episode's got a 7.1 rating. I want to go back and see real quick what the very first Christmas show rating is. It is a 7.2, so this one is just one point off, which isn't bad. All right, let's see. Directed by Joel Zwick. All right, we got. We don't have any um guest stars really. This episode, so we got Jeff Franklin, uh, the creator, also wrote on this episode, and Jay Abram, Abram Abramowitz. I, Jay, I'm sorry, I mispronounced your name. I'm really sorry. There's no trivia for this episode. All right, but we got a goof. The amount of eggnog in the punch bowl that Danny is carrying out of the kitchen has more eggnog in it as he walks into the living room with it than it did when it was in the kitchen when he was in the kitchen with it. Alright. I will keep an eyeball out for the eggnog bowl. Alright, we have one user review. Eight out of ten. Title has some great features. This episode was published on IMDB, March twenty second, twenty nineteen, and by one frequent reviewer, Power Mandan. Warning, spoilers. Alright guys, if you've never seen this episode, which I'm sure there are 99% of you have seen this episode. Maybe even 100 of you listening have seen this episode. So, if you have not, plug those ears. 
The second Christmas episode on Full House may not be as good as the first. Yeah, I, I definitely like season two's better out of the three. But I still like this. What is the true meaning of Christmas? Something Stephanie and Michelle are desperate in need of learning. True. Very, very true. Danny misses Vicky. She lives in Chicago now and will, he would love to see her, especially during this time. Oh, yeah. The biggest bit involves Steve getting into a university in Florida. Selfish DJ buys him a leather jacket to influence him not to go. During Christmas evening, a bunch of Santas visit. Guess who? If this were a friend's title, it would probably be, what, like, the one with too many Santas? Or the one with too many Santas? I don't know. Alright, I got the DVD case here. Let's see what it says about this one. Where is it? Where is it? I thought it was... Oh, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> Everyone dresses up as a jolly fat man. Wow, that fat-shaming Santa. How dare you? Whoever wrote this description, how dare you? You do not fat-shame Santa. You get nothing in your... You get coal in your stocking this year, sir or ma'am. Alright, can you figure out which Santa is which in the Saint Nick of Time? Okay, I don't like this description. First of all, you're fat-shaming Santa, which is very wrong. And two, you... What? Figure out which Santa is which in the Saint Nick of Time? Oh, for heaven's sake. I could have come up with something better than that. I'm not gonna, but I could have. Okay, before I officially get into this episode... I want to let you all know where you can find the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, uh, the Facebook page, Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, Full House, Fuller House Podcast. Granted, that is too long to type into a Facebook search bar. Just put Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. It should come up. Instagram, OMHC, Full House, Fuller House Pod. On Twitter, OMHC, Full House, or Full House Pod. If you guys would love to send... If you guys would love to send... If you would like to send me an email about the podcast, about the characters, about these Christmas episodes, about your Christmas memories, I want to hear about them. I want to hear about them. You can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And I will put the episode link in the description as a pretty much always do. All right, without further ado, let's jump into this Santa-filled Full House episode. There we go. <laughs> we have the cold open in the living room. Jesse is wearing a sweater this time around. It's it's just okay. It's basically a cream white with red little I don't want to call them flowers because they're not, but they're basically red and bluish black flower-ish type designs. I can't. Diamond shaped something or others. It's just so-so. So anyway, he is setting up the Christmas stockings along the mantle. And of course, there's so many people in that house, guys. There are so many people. There's ten stockings. Ten! Not all those are going to fit along the mantle. There's just no room. Okay, so it's basically just the kids that are getting the stockings. So it's just Nikki, Alex, DJ, Stephanie, and he adds 
Santa's favorite little helper, Michelle. And Michelle was so excited. Like, oh. And she's not even helping. She's just sitting there gazing lovingly at you from the arm of the couch. Like, oh, Uncle Jesse's doing all the work. And I get to sit here and do nothing. Well, this bites. There is no subtitles. No, I want my subtitles. Okay. Anyway, Michelle, of course, this is the first sign of her being a little spoiled. Um, a little greedy this holiday season. I don't know, Uncle Jesse. I got a problem. He's like, all right, lay it on my babe. What do you got? He's like, I don't know about that stocking. He's like, what? This is a great stocking. It's got your name on it. It's decorative. And it's Honestly, it's pretty basic. You just got a stocking just with Michelle's name at the top with glitter and glitter like everyone else's. There's really nothing that sets it apart from anyone else's. So she's like, it's okay, but this would be better. And this doesn't even look like a, it looks like a giant sleep sack. It's red, it's got a M, like, painted on the front of it, and honestly, Michelle could probably use it as a sleeping bag. It is that long. So, he's like, what kind of stocking is this, Bigfoot's? And Michelle's like, I've been very good this year. Like, uh, have you? <laughs> anyway, he just tells her turns like, honey, I'm not putting this up there. You get what everyone else gets, okay? Thank you. Always with the tickles between Jess Uncle Jesse and Michelle. And that was a cold open. Alright, so looks like we got a Tanner party. Okay, hold on. Why is it? Whenever I fast forward, it jumped way ahead. I'm like, okay, I know the party does not start when the episode begins. For heaven's sake. I like TJ's uh, red and plaid flannel pajamas. Those are pretty sweet. I like how we get a shot of, like, a park, and it's just... The sun's out. Well, actually, honestly, it looks kind of overcast. But, you know, people are just lounging on the grass, just hanging out. And it's like, definitely shows you this is not, like, a Michigan... December where there's snow on the ground in like November, early November which there is <sighs> that's why I hate living in Michigan like I hate it guys, I really don't like this anyway, typical California, no snow as we get the um, jingle jangle of Christmas instrumental Christmas music so I mean, I get Jesse's attempt to make Becky feel more happy that she's missing uh, Christmas in Nebraska by spraying white foam from a can that's basically like the fake snow. And he's spraying yous, basically yous on a window pane as Becky comes down. And she actually, she does see him. And he turns around and he's singing jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And he's like, oh my gosh, Beck, grab your galoshes, get a shovel, it's snowing outside. <laughs> and she's like, that is not snow. I can clearly see the grass right outside this window. This is basically just gunk in a can. Like, honey, I appreciate what you're doing, but... <sighs> I love how Becky comes down. She's wearing a cream white blouse. Jesse's wearing a red plaid shirt. It's really everyone is just decked in like white and red and green shirts. I see uh, Comet's uh, little choke chain choke collar up by the side of the door there. I'm gonna play this clip. I mean, I get it. He's really he's, he's trying to make her feel good and she's just 
She's got the humbug blues here. Beck, Beck, it's snowing outside. Quick, grab your galoshes, get a shovel. I think we're snowed in. Burr, I'm, I'm freezing. <laughs> Let me break it to you gently, Mr. California. This is not snow. This is gunk from a can. When I say we go up back and build Frosty the Gunk Man, then, huh? No, it's just not the same. Honey, I'm never going to get used to Christmas without snow. Oh, for heaven's sake. It's okay, sweetheart. Don't worry, I never thought I got used to Elvis without sideburns. When did you not have sideburns? 61 through 68. In my preschool years, living hell. All right, come on, Sheila. I think the living room could use some hunk of hunk of snowy gunk. say Becky she's like, I don't think I could ever get used to not living without snow and I'm like Becky um how many years now have you lived in uh, California excuse me five five years I mean I get it we eventually make that big move to Texas hopefully next year um I don't know am I gonna miss the snow I don't think so. If I do, then, uh, uh <laughs> there's something wrong with me then. <laughs> so he says, hey, honey, let's go outside and build Frosty the Gunk Man. Because she's like, this is just gunk in a can, and that is not snow, as she points to the window panes. Oh, it's j Christmas without snow is what her problem is. Okay. I really don't like those earrings she's wearing. Ooh, they're gaudy. Ooh. Don't go with that cream blouse at all. I'm not even big into fashion either, but I know what I don't like, and I'm not a fan of that. I could see this. Like, if it just snowed on Christmas Day, and then, boom, just nothing until, like, January, I'd be fine with that. But starting snowing in, like, the first week of November is insane. I think it did that last year. Actually, correct me, no, it started snowing even though it was a hint of it in, like, the last day of October. So, Jesse's like, oh, honey, don't worry. It's okay. You know, I never thought I'd get used to Elvis not having burns. And Becky's like, when did Elvis not have sideburns? Like, she probably always thinks Elvis is having sideburns. He's like, yeah, 61 through 68. <sighs> Made my preschool years old. Like, really? Really? I don't know. I... I really gotta say, did he really like Elvis when he was six? He might have. Jesse takes Becky into the living room. They're gonna use that white gunk on other stuff. Don't put it on the tree, because I'm sure that'll make it flammable. DJ comes in with Steve, and Steve's got this envelope, which is basically going to make or break their relationship, because he it's his possible acceptance letter to a uh, college in Florida. Oh, he didn't even tell her yet what it is. He's like, the greatest thing ever happened to me. And she's like, oh, wow, you inherited a Dunkin' Donut shop? He's like, uh, well, no, that would be a another great thing. So he tells her he was accepted to college. And she's like, oh, Steve, I'm so happy for you. And she's like, what school? And he's like, it's in Florida. And it's like, oh. He basically signed up to go to a party school. You could do that in California. Why you gotta go way out to Florida? 
Daytona Beach University. I want to look and see if this is an actual college. It probably is. Well, let's see what we got here. Uh, we got Daytona State College. What's this other one? Uh, Daytona Beach Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. Uh, okay. Kaiser University. Uh, <laughs> Daytona Beach University. Here we go. <laughs> cool. It's a Facebook page. There's a YouTube video here. Daytona State College Daytona Beach Campus Tour. Okay, what are the odds that this person in this video who pops up to uh, show you around? Her name is Angela. Are you serious? Oh, seems like everybody has my name. They definitely do offer a lot of different things from medical, of course, marine bio, you know, because there's a beach there, there's an ocean there and all that good stuff. Uh, education, uh, certificates, four-year bachelor degree, two-year associates, all that fun stuff. And you get to be on the beach and do all sorts of fun stuff. Okay. So, of course, you know DJ is deflated at this news. Apparently, uh... The college's motto there is, who says you can't learn at the beach? I'm, I'm looking at the back of Steve's jacket, and it says Bayview on the back of it, but it's got, and it's all in capital letters, but it looks like the font on Bay is smaller than the font on View. Steve is so excited, he's going to go tell his parents, and then it's like, hey, look, I'll come back and we'll celebrate. Ugh! I can't believe I'm going to be a college man. I finally get to learn how to water ski. It's like, dude, you live in California. You can water ski any time of the year. If you want to water ski in January, you can do it. You don't got to go to Florida to do that. I just, I don't, this is just, it's, it's a stupid, stupid, it makes no sense. Because he might eventually, you know, he's just going to go somewhere local. You could have tried every single college in California. If you didn't get into any of those, I could see branching out to another state. But why Florida? Because it's a party school. California is full of party schools, Steve. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end on that for now. Steve, tell me already. What's the big surprise? Okay, I'll tell you. Incredible news. The greatest thing just happened to me. You inherited a Dunkin' Donut shop? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> no, no. I got accepted to college. Steve, congratulations! Oh, what school? It's in Florida, Daytona Beach University. And I double-checked, they actually saw my grades. <laughs> really? Florida? All the way over by that other ocean? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, it's awesome, Deej. A four-year college. Here, look. Check out the school motto. Who says you can't learn at the beach? <laughs> Inspiring. Cool. I gotta go tell my parents, and then we'll celebrate, okay? I can't believe I'm going to be a college man. I'm finally going to learn how to water ski. <laughs> yeah, Steve is so on cloud nine, he does not see DJ crumbling before his eyes. Stephanie and Michelle come in. Stephanie is dressed in what looks like a baseball jersey with a red turtleneck, red headband, red shoes, black pants. Michelle is decked out definitely in Christmas wear. She's got the green overalls. She's got the red turtleneck. Everyone, a lot of red. The only one that really doesn't seem to be is DJ, who's wearing a nice, what looks like a silk royal blue blouse and, like, black jeans. They come in to tell DJ, like, hey, come on. Dad and Joey just pulled up with a tree. Didn't at one point they 
had a van. They had like a gold van. I remember that um, episode. Was it The King and I where they're going to go to some Tanner family reunion thing where they're going to compete against other Tanners around the Bay Area? And they had a van. So I'm guessing they must have used the van. Because you know that tree ain't going to be put on Walter and it's not going to be put on Jesse's motorcycle. So I'm guessing they put it on the top of the van. The DJ excuses herself to go shopping. She's really upset. And Stephanie is so present crazy. And she's saying, well, wait, you can't go. We're all going to decorate the tree. I mean, it's a Tanner family tradition. We do this every year. And DJ says, well, I just got some more shopping to do. And of course, you can see the Christmas present emojis just blow out of Stephanie's eyeballs. Emojis existed in 1992. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, wow, more shopping? Oh, great. You know, I mean, it's just a tree. We'll take care of that. Did I mention I look amazing in purple? Like, really? Because you seem to wear a lot of red. Which is fine by me. You guys know how much I love the color red. Because if Stephanie could get off this uh, crazy Christmas present brain that she's on, um, she would see that, I mean, DJ does not look happy. I mean, she probably looks like as soon as she shuts that door, she's going to burst out in tears. And any sister that isn't present crazed would realize, oh, DJ, what's wrong? Are you okay? I notice on the fridge behind Stephanie, there's a yellow piece of paper that looks like it was just, like, comment, like, ripped off part of it. But it has the word peace on it, and it's got, like, uh, the peace symbol, but it's got, like, red and then yellow in the middle and then green on the other side. It's always fun to kind of see what they have, like, on that fridge, because it seems to change from episode to episode. Alright, I'm gonna play this crit- Play this clip as Jesse is opening up both the doors so Danny and Joey can bring in the Christmas tree. I've probably mentioned that we don't have a big tree anymore. We got rid of the fake one. Uh, Quinn, the first Christmas, or the first year that we had her, that Christmas, of course, boom, we put the tree up. She is way in the tree, bending the branches. Weren't you, girl? Remember that? And then we ended up, like, putting, like, one of those baby fences around the tree. But it didn't really deter her. She still tried to jump in the tree and, you know, knock off what, um, we didn't put any breakable ornaments on it. But it's just, like, finally, it's like, we can't, you're, because at one point, the middle section of the tree wasn't lighting up. And it's all because of you, girl. She's sleeping. She don't care. <laughs> We just got a tabletop tree, but here's the clip. Okay, coming through. Here we go. Joey, be careful. I don't want to get any pine needles and pine sap on my floor. And then a pine tree was a good choice. Yeah, really. Boy, what a beautiful tree. It reminds me of back in Nebraska. We'd hike into the woods, chop down the perfect tree, and then carry it back over a blanket of freshly fallen snow, laughing and drinking homemade hot cider. Yeah, well, we grabbed this sucker to 7-Eleven and chugged back a couple of big golfs. <laughs> there you go. All right, Joe, you're making me feel all Christmassy. <laughs> Don't worry, Beck. Hey, you know what? You never know. I mean, Jack Frost could take a wrong turn and dump a whole blizzard right in your backyard. Yeah, right, when Santa goes surfing. <laughs> okay, I'll get the rest of the decorations for the tree. Great idea. The sooner we decorate this thing, the sooner we can start cramming those gifts under it. That's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I hope Santa brings me that new Barbie doll. 
Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> you don't just ask Santa for a Barbie doll. I know that. That's why I asked for a hula hoop in the dollhouse and another hula hoop in case the other one gets lost. <laughs> well, you got it. So Jesse opens the door as Joey's at the front of the tree holding it as Danny's on the back end. And Danny makes a comment to Joey, like, don't drag it on the floor. I don't want to get any pine needles or sap all over the floor. And Jesse, of course, is like, yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have gotten a, a pine tree. Maybe you shouldn't have went with a fake one. <laughs> no, he doesn't suggest a fake tree, but even still, it's like, Danny, come on. The, just put a big tree skirt around it, covering the majority of that section of floor, and just, you know, sweep and vacuum and do your thing, and it'll be fine. You know Danny is a, a clean freak, so he's gonna be, like, constantly sweeping, vacuuming, and it's a hardwood floor. It's not like it's a carpet where you're gonna walk on the carpet three months after Christmas and find a, a, a pine needle stuck in your foot. Because it was missed by the vacuum. So, Becky is hanging out on the couch, or is she sitting on the coffee table? I'm not sure. With, you know, Steph, and she's got Michelle on her knee, and she's just regaling them with the time that when she was young in Nebraska, it was a family, Donaldson family tradition, where they would go into the woods on a snowy day, traipse into the woods, chop down a tree, Put it in the wagon or car or whatever vehicle they're taking to get it out there. Maybe they're bringing a tractor with a big old wagon hitch. I, I, whatever their mode of transportation. You know what, I don't know what this makes me think of? Have you seen 1989's Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase? Of course, they bring their car. They're traipsing miles and miles into the snow. Clark Griswold has to find the perfect tree. And meanwhile, the whole time, Audrey, the the eldest child, Griswold child, is like, Mom, I can't feel my thighs. I can't feel my legs. My my lips are frozen. My eyes are frozen. Oh, because when he's like, here, kids, look at the tree. Isn't it beautiful? And then he puts his arm around Audrey. It's like, isn't it beautiful, honey? And um, Clark's wife is all like, she'll see it later, Clark. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> You just get a picture of Juliette Lewis, who played Audrey in the Christmas Vacation movie. She is just icicles, like, on her face. Just frost. Like, oh. But that's just what that makes me think of. And I, what she did, when she, Becky's talking about the story, she's mentioned how, you know, she, you know, they chopped the tree down. When she says the word chopped, she kind of takes... Michelle's face in her hand, like, chopped, like, okay, I don't know why you had to do that for emphasis, but whatever. And they take it home and decorate it, and Joey kind of poo-poos on her story, with, oh, well, yeah, we just grabbed this at, like, a 7-Eleven, and then we just hung around while two employees went and, you know, hitched it to the car while we sucked down some big gulps. Hey, the last time I was at a 7-Eleven actually would have been this summer when we went to Texas. And it was just after I watched season three of Stranger Things. And, of course, it's like, I want to get... Did I get cherry? 
I think I got cherry and some other mixed with it. But, you know, I wanted to do it in honor of Alexi. If you guys have seen Stranger Things 3, you know who Alexi is. I don't want to spoil it for you. But um, before that would have been 2006 or 7 when The Simpsons came out. They had, like, um, a squishy. And I remember having the hugest headache after I had that. And then before that time, honestly, it might have been sometime in the 80s. The last I'm, Those are the three specific times I've been to a 7-Eleven that I can recall. I don't know what's going on, whether it's Mary Kate or Ashley Olsen, but one of them just looks like she's sick to her stomach after Joey's talking about the sucking down a couple big gulps. I don't know. What's up with her? Is she sick? Is she bothered? Is she distressed? What's going on, sweetie? I mean, Stephanie's got a partial smile plastered on her face, and Becky's like, oh, great story, Joey. Uh. Jesse is trying to keep up with the attitude here of don't worry back, you know, you never know. Santa may or Frosty or who may take a wrong turn at the North Pole or head into San Francisco and on its way to Montana he ends up dropping a big load of snow in our backyard. And back he is like, yeah, when Santa goes surfing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I get he's trying to make her feel better, but Becky you're really harping on this. It's like, I get it. You miss the snowy times of your childhood. You guys could arrange a time in December or January. I mean, I, I get it because it's about waking up on Christmas morning to snow. Becky, if you want to come here to Michigan, you are more than welcome to. And you can have the snow because I don't want. It's, I can guarantee there's probably going to be snow on the ground Christmas Day. There was snow on Halloween this year, so yeah. Becky excuses herself to give the decorations to put on the tree, and of course Stephanie's still in present craze mode. She's like, great, the sooner that we get it decorated, the sooner we can start cramming gifts right underneath it. It's like, these kids clearly, I mean, they have... They haven't lost the spirit of... They kind of have, actually. They really... It's all greed with them. And it goes even further when Michelle's like, I hope Santa brings me that Barbie doll that I've been wanting so badly. And Stephanie's like, Michelle, 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 look. um, You don't just ask Santa for a Barbie doll. She says, I also asked for a hula hoop and a dollhouse and a second hula hoop in case the other gets lost. I mean, I get it. Kids lose stuff all the time. But a hula hoop's pretty big. How are you going to miss that? How are you going to lose it? Granted, I lost my freaking iPod charger. I had to go out and buy a new one. Luckily, they make um, knockoff ones. But I swear I packed it when I was leaving my job. And I'm just worried that someone, like, took it for themselves or threw it in the trash. No, who throws a charger in the trash? I don't know. But still, I had to go out and buy a new one. But this kind of makes me think of, remember it was Middle Age Crazy where Stephanie was getting ignored by Danny, Jesse, and Joey because they were paying attention to Michelle. And Danny was videotaping her every waking second. And... Jesse and Joey were helping DJ with a science project. And Stephanie's like, I did 103 hula hoops or hulas. I can't even do, oh my gosh. I could do it back in the day. There's actually on the Wii, there is a, 
a game, I can't remember, it's one, what, the hula thing, and I used to, back in the, when I first got the game, I haven't played it in years, um, I could do it, and then a few years ago, I, like, tried it again, it's like, I am so out of shape, it's not funny, but anyway, this, her asking for a hula hoop did make me think of Stephanie and the 103 hulas that she had done, she broke her record, she almost broke it again, until DJ bumped into her at the top of the stairs, Stephanie's got a color-coded map of the mall with a bunch of stuff that she wants that is several pages long. All, of course, carefully typed out on a word processor or a computer. She gets hands a printout to Danny, Jesse, and Joey. So Jesse is the one that's got to get this present crazed child under control and get, get her feet back on the ground because she is, boom, she's not she's so far gone with this phrase it's it's just wow he says stephanie girls you know it's not so much michelle it's stephanie who's present crazy and you're gonna see that later when they're opening gifts and he's like there is more to christmas than just gifts what i just saw oh my god guys wow the last christmas episode which was in season two was all about Stephanie freaking out Santa not finding her when they go to Colorado. He did find her, of course, in the um, airport. Baggage claim, or whatever. Now it's all Stephanie's present crates, and Michelle's boarded the Stephanie present crates train as well. Well, but it's not as bad with her. But, um, yeah, Jesse's got to bring them back down to Earth and really show them the true meaning of Christmas. Of course, Stephanie's like, oh, yeah, that's true. You can also return gifts for cash. Um, well, I know when you buy things at certain stores, there is a gift receipt. So that way you give it to whoever you're, you know, giving a gift to. So if either it's a piece of clothing or something that breaks, they can easily return it either for cash or a gift card, however that works. Now, how many people actually give clothes? Now, unless you're buying clothes for your kids, I'd say don't buy clothes for for friends and family unless they're even unless they're your own kids. Don't don't buy clothes for other people's. Kids. I don't know. I, I mean, you can, but it's just like. If you get the size wrong, or if it's not the right color, or it's not something they normally wear, someone's feelings are going to be hurt, someone's going to be angry, someone's going to be crying, and it's going to be a big headache. Just avoid the clothes altogether. Just buy toys. Books. Buy books for children. Buy books instead of clothes. And I'm just saying that because I'm an avid book reader, and I think reading books is important at any age, especially when the children are young. Get them on the right track to reading books. I love Joey's response to Stephanie saying, yeah, you can also return them for cash. He's like, yeah, nice sentiments, Steph. You can also, I uh, should phone that one into Hallmark. <laughs> Joey only knew just how big Hallmark would become more than just greeting cards. They are an entire network of holiday movies and television shows. I don't really watch Hallmark. The only one I've seen that I like that I'm actually going to review in December is going to be A Dog Named Christmas, which I love the movie. It's based on a 
on a book. It's so, so good. I, I can't wait to share it with you. So Jesse's got an idea cooking in his head. It's like, you know what, girls? You gave me a perfect idea of the perfect gift for you. And Stephanie's like, oh, yeah, perfect gifts. One through nine. Perfect gift on Stephanie's list. And Jesse just kind of takes the printout that Stephanie had given him and kind of, you know, bonks around the head lightly with it. And says, that, that, nope. This thing I'm going to give you is not going to be found on any, on any list, Stephanie. And she takes it back like, oh, really? I mean, I must be slipping as she's going through it. Like, no, 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 no. I want to play this clip. Oh, that's very considerate of you, Steph. You even added a color-coded map of the mall. Girls, brace yourself, but there is more to Christmas than just presents. That's true. You can also return them for cash. Nice sentiment, Steph. I think you ought to phone that one into Hallmark. Hallmark, girls, you just gave me a really good idea for the perfect gift for you guys this year. Perfect gifts? That would be items one through nine on your list. No, no, no. This is a gift you're not going to find on any list. I forgot something? I must be slipping. Hey, Joey, let's plug this in and see if any of these bulbs need replacing, okay? Okay. Here we go. You need to just buy all new. No way are you replacing those bulbs. Just buy new. Well, apparently this one's fine. <laughs> so, I gotta ask, do any of you replace bulbs? Or do you just go out and just buy all new lights? I mean, what is the point? Just buy all new lights! Danny plugs it in to say, let's make sure there aren't any that need replacing. There's only one out of, like, 20 bulbs there that lights up. And I'm like, just buy new, you'll be just fine. It's once a year, just replace them. They're like, what, maybe less than $5? You'll be great. Or you could just get a tree that's already got the lights on and the fiber optics. All right, now it's Christmas Day. Yay! <laughs> If Kimmy's house is supposed to be right next to theirs, which if that's their house, there is a giant bush, like humongous, monstrous bush, like covering a good lower half of their house, <laughs> at least the doorway. Oh, I noticed on the Tanner's house, they have the garage door still there, but it's at this point in the series, if it's season six, that's a studio now, so maybe they couldn't um, close off the, maybe they had to keep the door? When my dad, um, ended up building a new garage next to the house, he just took out the garage door that was in, connected to the basement, took that out and just, like, cemented it over completely. So it's Christmas Day, everybody is in their pajamas and robes, Nikki and Alex are in their adorable pajamas, and they're sitting in boxes. What is it with kids in boxes? Was I this obsessed with cardboard boxes when I was a kid? Probably, because I had a big imagination. Joey, of course, representing the Detroit Red Wings there. Joey comments how uh, Santa could have saved himself $39.95 if he just gotten the boys, like, boxes and wrapping paper. But it seems like that with all, like, two-year-olds, I don't think they really get the concept of Christmas just yet. They, like, usually it's the parents or siblings that have to help them, like, rip the, 
the bo- the wrapping paper off and like, see, this is a gift. This is Christmas. I like how Joey turns those into little boxes that Nikki and Alex are in into sleighs, but he takes these big uh, candy cane figurines and puts them through the holes of the cardboard, the handle parts of the cardboard boxes and just kind of pulls the twins along. And it's just, it's so cute. And it makes me think of the days when my dad would like, pull, like, my sister and I in sleds behind the, um, behind the tractor, or snowmobile, or something like that. <laughs> I got a story real quick to tell. Um, they're talking about this, what were they talking about it? Um, maybe it was, like, last Thanksgiving, or sometime, it was when my dad was around, and, um, they're all reminiscing about the time my dad, like, on this dirt road in the country, of course, hardly anyone really travels on it, and uh, my youngest niece, uh, Emily, he, my dad had hooked up a sled to the back of his truck and was just dragging it along <laughs> the dirt road <laughs> with her. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. I wasn't there for it, but it definitely sounded like my dad. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive you around in this sled with my truck on an old country road. <laughs> I've seen one gift, which I'm guessing might be a baby doll for Michelle, which... I mean, she plays with Barbies, which who didn't at that age, right? I had a superstar Barbie when I was, like, seven. I actually got a Barbie Corvette for Christmas one year. And then eventually I grew the Barbies, and I think I took the Corvette to um, the fire barrel and burned it. Along with my Barbies when I got uh, tired of playing with them. Once I outgrew them. <laughs> Becky's, a, Becky's got a nice red robe on. Jessie's got a really nice red robe, uh, silk robe on, and it's just like, oh, and he got her mittens, which she's like, honey, what am I going to use these for? It's not snowing out. And he's like, hey, you never know when they might come in handy. You might have a bad nail day. Like, sure. I noticed Becky's wearing a watch, and it kind of makes me think of how many of us wear watches anymore, unless it's an Apple watch or a Fitbit. <laughs> um... Not many people, I don't think, wear watches anymore because everyone's got, most of us got phones and other ways of technology to tell us what time it is. I'm trying to see what the girls got. Michelle pulls out a present and, like, here's the last present. Whose name starts with V? Um, mm, Michelle, um, I know you're, like, still learning how to spell things. Um,. What's the, uh, what's that, la la that lady's name your dad is dating? What's her name? What's it, what's, what's it start with? Um, I think it's a V. And Stephanie's like, she knows how to spell and read. She's like, oh, if that was a rollerblades, just call me Vivian. Danny has to get in there, take it from them. Like, oh, easy, girls. That is for Vicky. I don't want you touching it. I kinda, I'm curious what Danny got Vicky. What do you think he got her? What, what, it, what do you think, what do you think Vicky likes? She's living in Chicago. She's doing the news. I mean, it's a pretty decent-sized box. Maybe he got a really nice, like, perfumes or something like that. Like, limited-edition perfumes. What are, those fan what are those fancy names of perfumes? Like, back Estee Lauder, is that one of them? Did they make Kelvin Klein for women? I don't know. 
there's some. I don't know what Gucci Rush is or a Clin Clinique. Clinique Happy? Don't know what that is. Clinique Happy. About 15 years before Farrell's Happy hit the airwaves, we were still listening to Hanson back then. Yes, Hanson! <laughs> Let's see. Um, arrived on store shelves in 97s. And this is 92, so that wouldn't count. Why is it giving me a dang ad? I don't care about InStyle magazine. I don't even read magazines anymore. For heaven's sake, stupid thing. Anyway, what else we got here? Gucci Rush. What's this? Enough to fit in the pocket of our least. So is this for... Ch I want women's. Bath and Body Works. Impulse. These are for children. Demeter Dirt. Vanilla Fields. There we go. That sounds like something like... Ooh, ooh. That Vicky might like... Vanilla Fields sounds like that would be for Vicky. Exclamation. Oh, this was in 1988. Mix your vanilla, peach, and apricot. Okay. Or maybe what? Uh, CK1. When did that come out? Tommy Girl? I don't know. Is Oh, Curve? I don't know. Some of these look like they're for teenagers. I want something for a woman. Vicky's not going to wear something that's made for a teenager. Well, maybe she... Well, 90210 had a perfume? Really? Wow. Oh. <laughs> that's cute. Oh, here we go. Jean-Paul Goulitier Classic... $100. I mean, Danny and Vicky both make that that uh, talk show news anchor money, so they can afford a $100 bottle of perfume. But I want to play this clip here as the kid, you know, they're opening the gifts and Jesse and Becky are talking about gloves and mittens and other snow related uh, wear. Jerry Lewis. 
I just gotta be a toddler to be laughing at that. Okay, I thought she was going to, like, the Arctic Circle to cover a dog sled race. I couldn't have been more wrong. She's covering elections in Sweden. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Whatever. I like Danny's blue robe. And I like, uh, DJ and Michelle both have red and black flannel, uh, DJ's wearing pajamas, Michelle's wearing a nightgown, but it's the same, uh, plaid black and red material. I see someone got Candyland. Um, didn't they already have that candy? Maybe they needed a replacement. This is just, they are so spoiled. The fact that Michelle's like, that's it? No more presents? You girls! I am glad that Jesse shows them the true meaning of Christmas. I mean, because if it were me, I'd be like, well, you know, we, we could always take those gifts back and you girls get nothing. I mean, if you feel that the, these gifts aren't good enough for you, I mean, or you can't be happy with what you have. Because they go over to Uncle Jesse, like, hey, we remember you mentioning something about a certain gift that you promised us. He's like, well, it's not here yet. They're like, aww. And he's like, well, because it's too big. And they're like, yay! <laughs> and Michelle's like, if it's an elephant, I'll call him Phil. And Danny's like, honey, if it's an elephant, it will be in Joey's room. <laughs> but both Danny and Joey know what Jesse's got cooked up. He's like, Jan Danny tells him, girls, your Uncle Jesse went to a lot of trouble to be able to, to do this. So just be happy about it. No, Je uh, Danny says Uncle Jesse has something to give you that will show you the true meaning of Christmas because you girls desperately need a lesson in the true meaning of Christmas, which is not gifts. Of course, Stephanie's like, all right, we're going to Toys R Us! And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Jesse's like, wrong are you? I'm like, they don't exist anymore as of 2019. I'm sorry, Steph. You guys better get all your Toys R Us fun in while you can because in 17 years that... More than 17 years, excuse me. What is it, 27 years? 27 years. Get your Toys R Us kicks while you can because it is going to be going bye-bye. I think the last thing I got from Toys R Us would have been that Cosmo robot thingamajiggy that Jeremy finally wiped the dust off after three years and decided to play with. I actually, he actually had to go and get more batteries for it because the batteries had died. <laughs> yeah. So Joey's going to be playing Santa, and he wants to try out a different type of Santa. He's thinking maybe on Jerry Lewis. I don't think I can do a Jerry Lewis. I'm not really... I can't do an impression. Hello! No. Hello! No, no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but, of course, Nikki and Alex bust a gut over this. Granted... Michelle and Stephanie are like, oh, no, not your best. Why don't you just stick with regular old traditional Santa? Ho, ho, ho! There you go. Oh, here we go. We got Steve coming in the door. He's got a gift for DJ. I'm going to play this clip. We know, guys, that this is not going to go over well. Present. Open mine first. Thanks. 
There's that leather jacket I saw at the mall. God, this is so expensive. You know, I, DJ, I didn't spend all that much on your present. I thought we had an agreement. Oh, it doesn't matter how much you spend. I love you, and I wanted to get you something that you would love. I don't expect anything special in return. No good, because it's a sweatshirt. It's just a Daytona Beach University sweatshirt. I hope you like it. <laughs> Danny's like, dude, why did you buy that for? for the sweatpants too. <sighs> so, Steve comes in, he's like, oh, fruitcake, because you know Steve likes to eat and stuff, he's a wrestler, he needs all that, you know, energy and protein. And of course, Joey's eating fruitcake, he's like, that's Joey to you. And I'm like, does anyone out there like fruitcake? I, it just looks gross. Fruitcake is a cake made with candied or dried fruit, nuts, and spices, and optionally soaked in spirits. What is that, alcohol? Uh, in the United Kingdom, certain rich versions may be iced or decorated. Um, I'm not on board with the dried fruit. I'm just not. Nuts, yeah. I mean, I like walnuts, pecans, almonds. Those are my three favorite nuts. Um... Let's see, spices, nutmeg, cinnamon, uh, I don't know, that's about all it says, it says main ingredients are candied fruit and or dried fruit, nuts, spices, sugars, and flour, but from all the things that I've seen, it's just people just, even, um, and I'm gonna call back, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Clark Griswold gets his boss, a wrapped package of fruitcake, which apparently every employee there got that boss the same thing. A bun a table filled with fruitcake. I don't know anyone that likes it. Hey Jeremy! Jeremy! You like fruitcake? Are you sleeping? I think he's sleeping. I'm gonna say I don't think he likes fruitcake. Because we've never had it here in this house. I think this is a no fruitcake house. Oh, Joey actually gives Steve a little crumb of fruitcake. I love how Becky is just reclining in Jesse's lap. Like, she couldn't be more relaxed and happy. So, I... Okay, let's just say, like, your boyfriend or girlfriend came over for, you know, Christmas with a gift for you. And you had, you know your gift for them would you want to do the gift exchange and with your whole family sitting there wouldn't that wouldn't you want a little privacy you can exchange gifts like in private i mean not that this was gonna make not that that would make this scene any less uncomfortable and awkward but doubly so because your whole family just witnessed this horrible gift exchange DJ gets Steve the leather jacket that we come to see him wear throughout the course of, well, they break up in season seven, so that's probably about as far as we see it. But, um, he was eyeing that jacket, that leather jacket at the mall. Like, wow, I mean, this is really expensive, DJ. I mean, I didn't, we had an agreement. I didn't spend that much on yours. And, of course, she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. I love you. And I just, I want to show you how much I love you by how much I spent on you. And she opens his, and it's, he's like, as she pulls out, he's like, it's a Daytona Beach sweatshirt. 
And the look on her face of such disappointment. I feel bad for her in a way, but honestly, you did not have to spend that much money. I mean, you knew, uh, we all know what she was trying to do by getting him that jacket. In hopes that, of course, he would rethink and not go to D Daytona Beach University in Florida. That's you know, it's so so dramatic because, you know, they're they're teenagers. I mean, more so on DJs than Steve's, but looking back on this and then of course seeing Fuller House, it's amazing just to see. I mean, and I know it's been twenty plus years since uh it's been over thirty years. Well, no, since Full House aired, but I mean it's been a while since we've seen you know Steven and just just looking at his hair it's like his hair is so full and rich and lush why am I talking about Steve's hair he's got great hair not that his hair now isn't great it's it's great but you know you age and your hair you know starts to thin out over time but anyway of course as she's helping him try on the jacket she's like oh I don't expect anything special in return like good because uh you're just getting a sweatshirt oh god <laughs> look of Danny who's sitting on the couch kind of watching this exchange between DJ and Steve and he's got a look of are you kidding me guy you got my daughter a sweatshirt to a college what who does this I don't think Danny is that surprised that she just drops the sweatshirt and just does she take it with her oh, she does she just drops it and just runs upstairs and DJ uh Becky, of course, still reclining in Jessie's lap. She's got her head, like, way back. Like, oh, what's going on? Where did Stephanie and Michelle go? We only see Jessie, Becky, and Danny's reactions. We don't even see Joey's. Where are the twins? Did they all go into the kitchen? So Steve runs after her. And he takes a sweatshirt with him. Why? Why are you bringing this with you? So she'll have something to throw at the door when he walks out. Gotcha. So Steve comes up to DJ's room and she's just sitting on the little um the little wicker chair that's at the edge of her bed. So as soon as he walks in the door, she's like, "Steve, how could you?" And he takes it as like, "Oh, the the gift with the the Daytona Beach sweatshirt." He's like, "Look, it's all I could afford." And she's like, "It's not about the gift. What's going to happen to us?" So this is season six. In season six, episode one, come fly with me. We meet Steve, and they've been dating for probably eight weeks while she was in Spain. And it seems with teenagers in high school, if they've been dating a while, the topic of college, if you're dating all the way up to senior year, the topic of college is going to be a hot button issue because what are you going to do if the person you're with wants to go to college out of state and you want to stay where you are and you want to go locally. That means you're, if you want to continue the relationship, you're going to have to do a long distance relationship. And the fact that it's not like Steve's going to like Washington state or, um, or, you know, MSU, Michigan University, State University or Ann Arbor or Notre Dame or, you know, he's going way across to that other ocean in Florida, to Daytona Beach. And he tells her, look, all I could afford was a sweat. I get it, buddy. You could afford a sweatshirt. 
Why did it? Ha- why did it have to be a Daytona Beach sweatshirt? Well, because if that's where he's going, he wants his girlfriend to wear the sweatshirt of, you know, kind of like how a guy gives his girl a, a, his class. I don't even know if guys even do that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all he really could afford. Which I got when I went to the the one college for a short amount of time for a semester. I got a zip up jacket that had the college name on it, that cost me probably, like, 20-plus dollars. I think, honestly, in 1992, I bet that shirt probably cost maybe 20 bucks or less. But to DJ, honestly, that sweatshirt is just a, a reminder, like, a kick in the teeth of your boyfriend's going way across. What'd she say? How many miles is it? 3,000 miles! Oh my goodness. And you guys know, in the 90s, long distance was expensive. It was expensive. It was considered long distance to call somebody that lived 30 miles away from me. Or 30 minutes away. One of them. Crazy, right? It's crazy. And this is before email, when basically you could just write a letter to the person. But, I mean, if you put yourself in DJ's shoes for a minute, I mean, like I said, you know, if if you're in a, you know, you've been in a relationship with this guy for probably almost a year, maybe six to eight months, it's really, you're committed to each other, and then for him to drop a bomb like this, just, and then to go ahead and get you a gift like it's a, a punch to the gut, like, here, not only am I going to a college 30,000 miles away, or 33,000 miles away, here's a sweatshirt of the college that I'm going to. Just a reminder that we're not going to be seeing each other on a regular basis. But then again, if you put yourself in Steve's shoes, and he, he kind of throws it back in her face with the fact that, you know, you get good grades, you'd probably go to college anywhere. My grades suck. He could get in on a wrestling scholarship somewhere in California. Are there colleges out there that are, like, devoted to wrestling? He says, don't worry, I've worked it out. We'll call each other every night. Who's paying for that, Steve? Your parents? (laughs) He says, we'll see each other on school holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Spuds McKenzie's birthday. Jeremy's actually, uh, he's not sleeping. He is actually, um... He has a YouTube channel, a gaming channel. I can't think of what it's called at the moment, but that's what, because I hear voices. I'm like, okay, that's him doing that. So let's learn about Spuds McKenzie real quick. Spuds McKenzie is a fictional dog character created for use in an extensive advertising campaign marketing Bud Light beer in the late 1980s. I don't know how I got a spud, a little stuffed Spuds McKenzie dog, but I remember I took it to, like, um, my aunt's wedding, and by the end of the day, I had lost it. And I was like, I can't find my Spuds McKenzie dog. Where'd it go? So, let's see. Spuds McKenzie mascot and campaign were created by 23-year-old art director John Moore. At the time, he was working. I don't care. You're working at an advertising agency. That's amazing. The dog first showed up in a Bud Light Super Bowl XXI. And 1987. I don't know Roman numerals. Whichever Super Bowl was in 1987. The dog, portrayed by a female bull terrier named Honey Tree Evil Eye. That's the dog's name? Are you serious? That's too long. What is this? That is too long. 
like Grumpy Cat's actual name, I think, was like Tuna Fish or something. Oh my gosh. The ads were also the subject of attacks and calls for censorship by temperance-ordinated groups soon after the ads were first aired in 87. This person here began his own media campaign claiming that the beer maker was using spuds to appeal to children for the purpose of getting them interested in their product at an early age. Okay, I had a Spuds McKenzie dog. Never did I think, gee, this dog makes me want to drink a Bud Light at seven years old. No! I just like the dog. I don't care about the beer. I just like the fact that the dog's dressed in a Hawaiian shirt with black sunglasses. So Jeremy's here. I'm going to ask him if he likes fruitcake. Do you like fruitcake? To be honest, I don't know that I've ever actually had it before. I can't recall a time where I actually ate any fruitcake. And if given the opportunity, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, same here. Well, apparently this was a dog's real name. Honey Tree Evil Eye. What in the world? Or Evie. Evie sounds great. Because it was a girl dog. Wow. He lived for almost 10 years. October 7th, 1983 to May 31st, 1993. And she was from Malvern, Pennsylvania, but moved to Warsaw, Indiana at a very young age. Oh, she died of renal, renal, renal failure? Is that like I? Oh, poor girl. The company sponsored many dogs from the kennel in Pennsylvania where Evie was from. Aww. Poor Evie. I don't like that full name, but I like Evie. Alright, in, in 1989, the Center for Science and the Public Interest, along with Mothers Against Drunk Driving... I remember Mothers Against Drunk Driving. We had a couple of spokespeople for them come in when I was in seventh grade to talk about drunk driving. Um, alleged that Anheuser-Busch was pitching the dog to children. Although the Federal Trade Commission found no evidence to support that allegation, Anheuser-Busch decided to retire Spuds in 89, claiming that the character's image had started to overshadow the product. As in, Spuds was... Bigger than Bud Light? I don't know. But um, I, I just wanted to give a nod to Spuds McKenzie, which is October 7th. Wait, is it October 7th? Spuds McKenzie shares a birthday with my 23-year-old nephew. And Steve is all for making this work with DJs. Like, we're going to make this work, okay? It's my shot to go to college. And DJ kind of fires at him with... You're selling yourself short. It's a party school. And he's like, well, you're a brain. I bet you even read for fun sometimes. I feel for Steve. He's like, you know, I'm lucky I even got in any place. Did you try anywhere in California? Anywhere. You have so many options, Steve. People, some of them that don't even care about the grades. You are a wrestler. You can be on a wrestling team. Oh my god, you know what? If he wasn't a podiatrist in Fuller House, you'd want to know what career I think would have been great for Steve. A PE teacher. Um, a wrestling coach. Something like that. I mean, when I saw that he was a, a podiatrist in Fuller House with, you know, the feet and all that, I'm like, where did this come from exactly? I mean, I would have pegged him that or either say um, a food critic. And DJ is, honestly, I feel she is being a, a bit selfish 
here with the fact that, no, I just want you, I don't want you to go there. I want you to go where I want you to go. And he's saying about how hard it was. You know, maybe he tr did try to get into colleges in California and they just rejected him based on his grades. We don't know that. She gets up and starts walking towards the door. And he's like, thanks a lot for your support. He's like, I thought you'd be happy for me. And she throws it back like, well, why should I be happy for you? You don't even care about us. It's like, so he's not able to make a decision without consulting you first, especially when it comes to where to go to college. And he's like, yeah, I do care about us. And she throws, like, has the thing, sweatshirt in her hand. Like, yeah, I can see by your gift. And he's like, hey, I did not ask you to blow your whole bank account on the gift that you gave me. It's like you're bribing me to stay or something. She's like, oh, I can't believe you just said that. He's like, well, fine. If the jacket fits, wear it. I, I don't want it. And Steve's not wrong when he, he throws that in her face. Like, you just got hit with the truth bomb there, DJ. And you hear the audience kind of like, ooh, right before she's like, I can't believe you just said that. He's like, hey, if the jacket fits, wear it as he pulls it off and just tosses it back on her bed. He finally said, you know what, I'm glad you're going to Florida. And he opens it and he's like, you know what, me too. And she just throws the shirt right at the door as he closes it. So I'm going to play this clip. Deej. Steve, how could you? Deej, I'm really sorry. It's all I could afford. I'm saving up for college. I know. Daytona Beach University. Don't you get it? It's not about the gift. What's going to happen to us? You're going to school 3,000 miles away. Well, don't worry. I, I worked it all out. We'll call each other every night, and I'll see you on school holidays. Oh, great. So we'll be together on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Spuds McKenzie's birthday. Teach, we're going to make this work. This is my shot to go to college. But you're selling yourself short. It's just a party school. Oh, well, that's easy for you to say. You're a brain. I mean, sometimes you even read for fun. <laughs> I'm lucky I got in any place. Well, congratulations. Beach blanket, you. Yo, know, thanks for your support. I I thought you'd be happy for me. Well, why should I be happy for you? You don't even care about us. Hey, I, I do too care about us. Oh yeah, I can tell by your Christmas gift. Well, who asked you to blow your whole bank account on my present? What were you trying to do? Bribe me to stay? I can't believe you just said that. Hey, if the jacket fits, wear it. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you're going to Florida. Oh, yeah? Me too. Good. Merry Christmas. So Steve leaves and she just sinks back on her bed like, Merry Christmas. So now we're at the party and at first I thought this was like a bar that Danny had set up so this lady like behind us like serving drinks. No, they pulled out the organ. They moved the tree over. It's almost blocking the staircase there, which I think it is. Luckily, they have another staircase to lead upstairs in the kitchen. And we got a couple guys just sitting in chairs, just staring into nothing while she's... Oh, wait, that was a lady and a guy. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. The lady, in, the lady in the blue dress is basically... She's not singing, so she's just talking into the air. This has got to be a lot of, like, Je um, Danny and Becky's, like, people from work that they know. A lot of people in, like, suits and ties. Or jackets and ties. I see a boy there who looks about Stephanie's age. I just see the back of his head. But now we have Becky on the couch with Nikki and Alex. 
And she's like, oh, look, boys, DJ got you a gift. Neither boy is even looking at her. She, Becky pulls out these, they're snow globes, but it may be that name is copyrighted. They can't say it. So she's like, snow domes. At least she got their attention because they're like, oh, let me play with it. Like, careful, it's glass, it'll break. Becky is so enamored with the fake snow in these snow globes. It's ridiculous. Like, look at the snow. Oh, and Santa and Frosty. Oh, and those little children. She's like, look at the snow falling on the happy children. And then she's like, stay in that bubble, kids, where every Christmas is white. And DJ just looks at her like, okay, I'm Becky. Uh, I think you've officially lost it. I want to play this clip because it's, it's funny. Just... Her semi-manicish behavior. It's like, this is, if you want to call this maybe, this could be plot C. I'd say DJ and Steve is plot A, and then plot B is going to be with Stephanie and Michelle. Look, you guys, look, look. What did DJ get you? Oh, look at this. Oh, snow dogs. Snow, yes. snow globes and one of them is like thank you today you hear the audience like oh their hearts are melting either alex or nikki i'm not sure which one one is in blue and then the other one is in red of course um alex or nikki in blue is the one that's like thank you dj and of course nikki or alex in red is all like how can I unscrew this top from here? <laughs> he literally looks like he just wants to, like, turn it and open it and have, like, all the, like, liquid and, and what looks like uh, the salt that you get on those soft pretzels, those big pretzels. That's what that snow looks like in there. You know, just like, yeah, let me see if I can open <laughs> Like, all over his lap. And the couch. Okay, now we cut to Danny, who is sadly just stirring and dipping that ladle in and out of that bowl of eggnog. Joey, of course, is like, hey, what if I do Tasmanian Devil Santa? <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot. Uh, I don't even know why I try. Um, I'm like, Joey, look, if you... Um, Kevin decided who you wanted. Just do Santa. The kids aren't going to want Taz. They're not going to want Jerry Lewis. They just want a typical holly jolly Santa. And just give them the holly jolly Santa. He had no problem in season two playing Santa. And all of a sudden he's like, let me mix it up. Let me do a little 90s Tasmanian devil from Tasmania. Or uh, Jerry Lewis from The Nutty Professor that Stephanie and Michelle aren't going to get the reference. Danny is really down in the dumps about just missing Vicky. It's like, gee, if Vicky were here, she'd really like this eggnog. You know, she just loves eggnog. He just keeps, like, stirring it with the ladle and just looking into it sadly. Like, oh, Vicky. Like, he just, 
maybe if he stares long enough into the eggnog, someone will knock at the door and it will be Vicky. Danny takes the giant bowl of eggnog into the kitchen because it's not eggy or noggy enough. There's a ring at the doorbell, but it's not Vicky. It's Kimmy in a leopard print shirt. And she's brought with her the entire wrestling team to help DJ get over Steve because, of course, I'm sure right after Steve left, DJ jumped on that phone and called Kimmy. So, of course, Kimmy, trying to be supportive, is like, oh, hang in there. I hear the first three hours are the toughest. And DJ's like, well, I'm trying not to think about him, but he keeps calling. I mean, first, I wouldn't talk to him, and then I hung up on him, and then six times she wouldn't talk to him. Four times he hung up. So he's called a total of ten times between the time that he left and the party. Is there anyone we actually know from a show? screaming like new kids on the block just showed up at the door because they didn't and these boys here we get a very nice variation of persons of color we have a nice young asian man an african-american man a latino man or hispanic just very beautiful looking young men all look like they're at least 22 years old and too old to be in high school and DJ looks at Kimmy like, Kimmy, what are you doing? Like, she just broke up with her boyfriend today. And not to mention, you don't think that Steve's not going to find out about his wrestling teammates, like, trying to hit on DJ? You don't, I mean, they've technically broken up, yes, but still. Uh, and he's the captain of the wrestling team, guys. This is all Kimmy's doing. I'm sure she didn't have to pay them anything to get them there. I mean, the promise of free food and DJ. I mean, the captain of the wrestling team's girlfriend. Kimmy refers to the wrestling team as a thousand pounds of fresh, grade-A, Gibbler-certified beef. Like, what? Kimmy, what are you... And the way, you know, DJ's like, Kimmy, what are you doing? It's like, I'm not ready to jump back in the saddle with anybody. So... Kimmy lets it be known to all the guys there that DJ just broke up with Steve and she's not even thinking about him. Yet, when DJ hands offers the guys a bowl of cheese balls, she's like, Steve ball? I mean cheese ball? They circle her like she is a rabbit and they are a pack of wolves waiting to descend on her. Holy gagooly. 
don't think any of these guys have lines in this episode, but they're all really cute and, like, they look to be at least 22 to 25 years old. They look like they all could be models. Now we cut back to Sad Danny, like, adding carton of milk after carton of milk, and then we probably got some nutmeg and some other, like, things that they throw into eggnog. I don't know what all the spices are. You know, vanilla, nutmeg, cinnamon, whatever. I don't know. Actually, I got this. It was Prairie Farms, like, holiday custard. I don't know whether it was meant to be used in a recipe or, so, like, to make something or if you could just drink it. I, of course, like, drank, like, a couple sips. I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't see myself drinking all of it. And it wasn't a huge carton either. But I'm like, okay, this is going down the, uh... The disposal. <laughs> it was okay, but it's like, oh my gosh, I bet this is... I mean, I like custard. I like the holiday pie from Mickey D's, and I'm waiting until they finally get it, because I don't think they have it just yet. They have the pumpkin one out, which is good, but I love the holiday pie. Oh, I love it so much. As Danny is singing a holiday tune to the lyrics of, I wish Vicky were here for Christmas. I wish Vicky were here for Christmas. Oh, if Vicky were here for Christmas. Okay, what is that goopy sh That must be pre-made eggnog that he's dumping in there. You just hear it plop, 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 plop into that ginormous bowl. Hey, what did- He's got a pitcher of stuff. He's got a big old- bowl of that is like so much eggnog and the thing is he's been messing around with the eggnog so much that no one's really been able to have any the party's gonna be over with you're gonna be stuck with this like how many gallons of eggnog that the family's gonna have to try to drink up before new year's all right jesse's back with the girls and they are wearing really hideous christmas sweaters that are just bleh. So, Jesse's surprise for the girls, which they were very surprised, they were at a homeless shelter and they helped out, you know, serving dinner. Jesse jumped on the piano and started playing a little bit of the, the Elvis Presley Hound Dog. And Danny's like, well, what do you think, girls? And Stephanie was surprised. She's like, wow, Dad, there are so many people there. And not just adults, kids too. It's like, yes, not just adults can be homeless, but children can be homeless as well. I like that Jesse did this for them because they really needed a shot in the arm of humility. And humanity and whatever. Because they were getting... Stephanie mostly was getting very present crazy. The fact that she even grabbed that gift, like, oh, if those are old boys, just call me Vivian. Like, no, that was not to you. Be happy and thankful for what you have. Of course, Michelle adds, when I saw them, they made me feel, it made me feel sad. Like, I'm sure it did make you feel sad. Be thankful that you have a roof over your head and, and presents and, and clothes on your back and food in your bellies and all that other stuff. Toys and whatnot. And Jesse's like, it's okay to feel sad, Michelle. Those people are in a lot of trouble. And Stephanie mentions how, you know, it was hard at first, but then we put up decorations and we like, helped serve Christmas dinner, and Uncle Jesse sang on the piano. It was really nice. Stephanie's wearing this hu these humongous, like, are they supposed to be 
Christmas tree earrings. He's wearing this really gaudy, horrible looking lime green with bright yellow, a Christmas tree with some fake jewels on it that glint in the spotlights that are up above on set. And it's got like candy canes. I think her sweater is going to get like worst outfit of the episode. It's really not great, guys. So Stephanie says, you know, I hope we made their Christmas better. I really want to go back there real soon. Soon, like what, next Christmas? I don't want to shame her for, you know, I mean, I could be learning a lesson from Jesse and the girls right now by doing something. I mean, honestly, the most that I probably do, if you even want to consider it, is, you know, donating, you know, clothes that I don't wear. And I just, I wish I could be doing more. I even donate my books to the you know library when ones that I don't, I feel I may not read again just so that way other people get the opportunities to be able to read them themselves. And Danny is like, "Oh, Stephanie, when I hear you come up with an idea like that, it just makes me so proud." And he's like, "Come here." And you know, he hugs her and I'm like, "Um, Jessie was the one that actually came up with that idea. Or is it just the fact that she said she wants to go back and help out more often? Maybe that's it. He says to Stephanie, he's like, you know, you're right. This isn't just a Christmas thing. We should, you know, this should happen all year round. We really need to be thankful and helping out others less fortunate than us. Yes, Danny, why don't you uh, follow suit and you can help out too. Oh, Stephanie, finally, it's took her helping out at a homeless shelter to make her apologize for getting so present crazy. And Jesse's like, don't worry about it, Steph. I mean, when I was your age, I bugged my dad for an evil Knievel jumpsuit. Stephanie just looks at Uncle Jesse and is like, why? And Jesse's like, well, I already had the helmet, so. This is an episode, Christmas episode of Grounded for Life. I would like to cover that on the podcast, too, because that is such a hilarious show. Um... Is what you know that epi- uh that Christmas episode because I guess Sean Finnerty when he was young he also wanted an evil can evil uh stunt cycle, and uh his dad's like you're not getting evil can and he's like but everyone's gonna get one and his dad just looks at him and says not you <laughs> it's like you're not getting evil can <laughs> Jesse's doing something that his dad actually did for him as he took him down to the Salvation Army to kind of help him really understand and appreciate what's really important at Christmas time, and that's helping out others less fortunate than yourselves and giving of yourself. It's not about what you're getting. It's about what you're giving and giving of yourself and giving of your heart. He says, when I saw your girl, you girls' faces today, that's exactly how I felt when I was young. My dad took me down to Salvation Army. I never want to, you to lose that feeling. I never want to lose that feeling. Or for you to lose it either. And Michelle's like, thanks for our Christmas present, Uncle Jesse. I'm going to play this clip. It's just so sweet. Daddy, you were home. <laughs> oh, come here. How'd your surprise Christmas trip go? Well, they were definitely surprised. Uncle Jesse took us to a shelter for homeless people. I know. What'd you think? Yeah, there were so many people there. Not just grown-ups. Kids, too. When I saw them, it made me feel sad. It's okay to feel sad, Michelle. Those people are in a lot of trouble. It was hard at first. But then we put up decorations and helped serve Christmas dinner. Yeah, you guys are really great. You really pitched in. I was a very proud uncle today. I put out the napkins. <laughs> And everyone sang Christmas carols. 
Uncle Jesse wants a big hit playing the piano. Oh, yeah, because I snuck in a special holiday version of Hound Dog. <laughs> I hope we help make their Christmas better. I want to go back there and help feel soon. Oh, Steph, you know, when I hear you come up with an idea like that, you just make me so proud. Come here. And you know what, Steph? You're right. This isn't just a Christmas thing. This should happen all year round. If more people in the world would help out like you guys just did, it could really make a difference. I'm sorry we went so present crazy. Uh, it's okay. I remember when I was your age, I bugged my dad for an evil Knievel jumpsuit. <laughs> Why? Because no, I already had the helmet. Anyway, he took me down to the Salvation Army, and I'll tell you something. It made me feel so good to see you guys' faces today, because that's exactly how I felt. And I never forgot that feeling. And I never want you guys to forget that feeling, okay? Merry Christmas, girls. Thanks for a Christmas present, Uncle Jesse. All right, now, if you guys excuse me, I have one more very important present to take care of. Now, if we go into the living room there, I think there might still be a couple cookies with your names on them. Good thing I'm going to read. <laughs> so Danny heads into the living room with Steph and Michelle, and we see DJ engaging one of the wrestlers in conversation. It's pretty much a one-sided conversation, because she's just talking about Steve. And the guy is just not even polite, like, oh, great, yeah. I don't care about Steve. I just want to get to know you. I love how Danny, like, comes up behind DJ as he sets the eggnog on the table and just kisses her on the head. Very fatherly. And we see Kimmy, of course, is watching this exchange between DJ and one of the wrestlers and just like, oh, DJ. Look, Kimmy, I know you're trying to be a good friend. I get it. But she's not ready. She just ended things with her boyfriend that day, like three hours ago. Yeah, every other word she says is Steve. I'm talking about, you think if you broke up with someone like Steve, like, he'd be the last person you'd be talking about Steve this, Steve that, Steve blah blah blah. The guy's just, he's smiling politely, like, I don't care. He's probably thinking, you're not ready to move on yet, so I'm just gonna go over there. <laughs> I'm gonna help myself to some more snacks, because I'm a wrestler and I need the energy. So, Kimmy, of course, says, here, let me show you how to land a stud. And she pulls out from the inside of her leopard print jacket a headband that has attached to it a little springy thing that has mistletoe on the top. And she gives a little tip about how her mom uses that to chase Tom Jones around Caesar's Palace. Because, you know, Kimmy's parents are, like, never home. They're always out doing stuff without Kimmy. So there's like five guys there. Kimmy sits down on the couch with the head mis mistletoe headband. Sits between these two guys that immediately get up. She's like, all right, guys, gather around. Two lips, no waiting. And they just walk away from her. But Comet jumps right up in Kimmy's lap and just starts going to town on her face. Like, okay. And she's like, oh, mild, you animal. Like, okay, um... Seriously, Kimmy? That's not how people kiss. They don't start licking your face with an extremely long, wet tongue. Ugh. Nothing against dog kisses and stuff like that, but not on the lips. Comet comes in wearing a Santa hat! <laughs> okay, she clearly had so 
something on her face or on her neck or chin, because that's where Comet was putting his tongue. So, yeah, Comet just jumps off the couch after Kimmy finally opens her eyes like, Oh, gross! And he had this Santa hat on, but as soon as Comet is off the couch and towards through the laundry room into the kitchen, he's no longer wearing the hat. He's like, get this thing off me, thank you, bye. Kimmy just puts the mistletoe headband on DJ's head and says, here, maybe you'll have better luck than me. And immediately all five guys just get right in line in front of her. And DJ just takes off the headband and is like, I can't do this. Like, of course you can't. Because you still miss Steve. You're not over Steve. This is a mini breakup. This is not the breakup. But it's a mini one. And if you think about it, she did kind of initiate this whole breakup thing. Like, oh, I'm glad you're going to Florida. So DJ goes through the door into the kitchen and Danny is like right on her heels. Like he knows something's bothering her. He knows what's bothering her and he kind of wants to help her realize. Honey, how you doing? And she's like, great, great. I'm having a terrific Christmas. And Danny just looks at DJ who's sitting in a chair at the table it's like, really? Because that's the same look that Joey had when they canceled Mar Marilla Gorilla? What? That's a Hanna-Barbera thing, right? Magilla Gorilla from 64 to 67. He's a gorilla who spends his time languishing in the front display window of Melvin Peoples Pet Shop, eating bananas and being a drain on the businessman's finances. Really? Okay, what's this guy look like? Oh, that little girl looks like Pebbles, but it's not. Oh, the guy with uh, the mustache and the uh, crown of hair. Why does... Did this little girl buy Magella Gorilla? Apparently you can get the entire show on uh, on DVD. All 23 episodes of it. So, DJ... Tells Danny, he's like, how could he decide to go to college in Florida? I mean, we didn't even talk about it. So he has to consult with you before he goes, decides to go to college outside California or anywhere. I mean, come on, DJ. I mean, I get you're dating, but seriously? Um, and Danny brings up the fact that, you know... DJ, you were concerned when Steve couldn't even get into college. How is he not getting into college? He's got a, he's, he's a wrestler. You, you're telling me he couldn't get a wrestling scholarship. Seriously? So he applied to every college in California and every other 48th state in the United States of America and couldn't get in anywhere. Seriously? And this is the only place that would take him? I'm finding that hard to believe. Granted, yes, suspension of disbelief. It is a television show. She's so concerned about what's going to happen to she and Steve's relationship. And Danny's like, look, I'm in the same boat here with Vicky. She's in Chicago. I'm here in California. We're making it work. And we're, it's like, we're adults. We're making this work. That doesn't mean that you and Steve can't make it work. And he says, you know, if you and Steve really care about each other, you will make it work. You guys will make it work. You know, I'm just kind of thinking about the fact that you know, with Fuller House and everything, and just, you know, sometimes people are meant to meet at a certain time, and maybe this just isn't their time yet. Like, yes, you can date, but maybe you're not meant to be together for a while of time. The same thing when 
you know, Danny and Vicky break up and she gets that job in New York. And he's like, look, if it were just me, I would be there in a second. But I, you know, my kids and everything, I can't just uproot my family like that. So I, I like it. It's like, yeah, they, they may be meant to be, but they're not meant to be right now. Like, give it time, go your separate ways, live your lives for a bit. Come back, you'll come back to each other. If you're meant to be, you'll come back to each other. And DJ's like, yeah, Steve said, you know, we'd make it work. And I like Danny here saying, look, the phone bill is going to be a monster, but we'll make it work. I mean, with what money we save on food, because Steve won't be here all the time, we'll be putting towards the, the phone bill, so... Because, yeah, it was 1992. You know that long distance was expensive as heck. And now with cell phones, I mean, you can call wherever, whenever. It really isn't a big deal. I don't have anything as roaming charges anymore, I don't believe. But I want to play this clip. I really like this this father-daughter talk between Danny and his eldest child when it comes to... If you think about it, Danny and DJ are really, they're both kind of in the same boat with, you know, the prospect of, you know, Steve going all the way to Florida. And Danny, you know, has got experience being in a long-term relationship. He and Vicky could have ended things when she got that job in Chicago, but they chose to, you know, make it work. Danny going to Chicago, her coming to San Francisco. It's hard work, but if you guys want to be together, you're going to find a way to do it. So I'm going to play this clip. How could Steve go to college in Florida? We never even talked about it. Oh, do you remember how concerned you were when Steve couldn't even get into college? This could be a great opportunity for him. I know, but he's going so far away. What's going to happen to us? Hey, long-distance relationships are not easy. Vicky and I are making it work. If you and Steve really care about each other, you'll make it work too. That's what Steve said. Look, the phone bill is going to be a monster, but uh, it'll balance out with what we save on food for Steve. <laughs> Dad, he hurt me so much. He said I gave him that jacket to buy his love. Well, did you spend all your money on it because you thought it might show him how much you cared about him, so he decided not to leave? Of course not. I bought it to show him how much I love him, so he decided not to leave. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. It's close to what you said. Exactly what he said. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's exactly what you said. I really messed up. Do you think he'll ever talk to me again? He's called like ten times, well, DJ. <laughs> You've hung you know, up on uh, him every time. Only one way to find out. Yeah. Why don't you try giving him a call? And DJ tells Danny about the fact that Steve accused her of buying that jacket so that way he would stay and not go to Florida. And Danny's like, well, did you get that for him in hopes that he wouldn't leave? Although she says... He accused me of trying to buy his love. Okay. And she's like, no, I got it so that way he wouldn't leave. And he's like, uh, that's just what came out of my mouth, DJ. Yeah. So she's like, do you think he'll ever talk to me again? And I'm like, he's called you ten times that day since he left the house. And Danny holds out the cordless phone by the antenna, which I don't think you want to be dangling. Those things break easy. I think I've done that once, where I've dangled it by the antenna or yanked it by the antenna and, like, 
like bent the antenna, which is supposed to be re for reception and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's like, why don't you try calling him? The phone works both ways. At least you're handing out an olive branch. Of course, Michelle runs in and says, Santa's here! Well, actually, it's not the real Santa, it's just Joey. Yeah, remember when you were, like, two and you called out Joey dresses Santa and Stephanie got all upset? Like, oh my gosh, you're not Santa, you're Joey! And she ran to her phone booth? Yeah. Michelle's definitely getting, getting runner-up in the worst outfit of the episode. Stephanie's definitely in first place. Oh... DJ just gets his machine. I guess he's got his own answering machine in his room. And she's just worried, like, Steve will never talk to me again. And Michelle is like, maybe you didn't hear me. It's the big old jolly guy. I'm like, Michelle, you need to just go back to the party. Your dad and sister are working through an issue here. I love how everyone at the party is just gathered around the couch in the whole living room area where Becky and the boys are because Joey dresses Santa is just like right in the boy bent over right in the boy's face is going ho 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 so Michelle comes into the living room followed by DJ and Danny and Santa gets right Michelle's ho 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 and of course Michelle's like not your best ho 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 Joey ding dong who's at the door Michelle's gonna find out with you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Wow, two Santas! Told you I was a kid this year. Yeah, right. You're mediocre. Hi, I'm Danny Tanner. Don't tell me your sled broke down. You really ought to rotate those reindeer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I know the North Pole is lonely, buddy, but... Merry Christmas, sweetheart. <laughs> How did she kiss him through that beard? Should have me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who is Vicky? <laughs> what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in Sweden. I was, way up by the Arctic Circle. But as soon as I finished, I took a dog sled 40 miles to the nearest train station, rode overnight to the airport, rented a Santa Claus suit, jumped on the last flight to San Francisco, and arrived 20 minutes ago. Wow, 20 minutes from the airport. You made great time. <laughs> So yeah, Michelle opens the door, and surprise, surprise, it's another Santa. Santa number two. And comes in right, this Santa comes in right away, and it's like, ho, ho, it's a, fe it's a feminine ho, ho, ho. Which, if Danny could look past the Santa suit and listen to the voice, yeah. Granted, uh, Vicky's got a, it, it's Vicky. <laughs> um, she's got a pillow stuffed up the front of her, so. And Michelle is just, her eyes are just, just mind blown. Wow, two Santas! And she looks up at Danny and says, told you I was good this year. Danny kisses Michelle on the forehead after the Santa pats Michelle on the head. Which, to me, that felt pretty familiar like only a person that knew this child would pat them on the head like that like oh you're a cutie but danny basically tells her like all right go back and join the party kiddo <laughs> danny uh offers his hand and says hi i'm danny tanner don't tell me your sled broke down you really ought to rotate the those rain and right after he says reindeer it's like this santa grabs danny and just plants one on him and danny is just like oh, the, uh, uh. 
Uh, look, buddy, I know the, the North Pole is lonely this time of year, but... And she pulls down her beard and says, Hi, sweetheart. She says, Merry Christmas, sweetheart, and pulls down the beard. He's like, Vicky! Oh, he kisses her and hugs her. His eyes just light up. It's like, oh, you made it after all. And he says, that lip gloss should have tipped me off. And I was just telling Jeremy this when he came up here. I'm like, okay, let's say your significant other was dressed up like either Santa or where their face was kind of hidden and they kissed you. Like you didn't know who it was, but they kissed you. Wouldn't you kind of be familiar with the taste of your significant other's lips and, you know, mouth like you're familiar with it? Because it's like, yeah, that, I mean, he's kissed her enough times he knows what her lip gloss tastes like, so, uh. And Danny turns to the party and says, hey, look, everybody, Vicky's here. And everyone's like, hey. Like, only a quarter of the people in that room actually know Vicky. But everyone's like, hey, how's it going? And Vicky, I just look at her nose. Her nose is, like, really red. She's been out in the cold, cold air. And Danny's like, well, what are you doing here? I mean, you were supposed to be in Sweden. And she's like, yeah, I was. Way up by the Arctic Circle. Like, that's why my nose is red and frostbitten. She says, as soon as I finished up there, I grabbed a dog sled 40 miles to the train station, rode it overnight to the airport, rented a, San- a Santa Claus suit. She was able to rent a Santa Claus suit on Christmas Day that was not only open, but had Santa suits available. She took the last flight to San Francisco and got in like 20 minutes ago. Wow. Is that service or, or what? I hear like some... Oh, the best days are to travel, like, Christmas Day when everyone else is pretty much where they're going to be because it's not that busy. Remember in Home Alone where she was trying to get a flight back to see, to get to Kevin? Uh, Kevin's mother, Kate, was trying to get back to him. And she's at the airport, and they're saying, I can get you a flight Christmas Day or the day after. And she's like, are you see? It's like, yeah, because everything there was booked, which of course it's gonna be booked. Like Christmas Day, um, when she eventually hitches a ride with John Candy's character, and they she gets back on Christmas Day, and then the family ends up rolling up like shortly after when she re- reunites with Kevin, and they're hugging, and they're, he's like, "Well, where's the rest of the family?" And she's like, honey, they couldn't make it. And all of a sudden, boom, door crashes open. The family's arguing. Peter's there with the kids. And she's like, well, honey, how did you get here so fast? He's like, yeah, well, we took the flight you didn't want to take, remember? So one, one relationship now has been mended and fixed. Not that there's anything ever wrong with Danny and Vicky. It's just the fact that she couldn't be there for Christmas. Had them, you know, singing the Bahong Bug Blues. But now he's being reunited with his love. So now we just got DJ and Steve to think of here. Let's go over and find out what's going on with DJ and this mysterious Santa Claus. You know, Joey, I wish you really wore Santa Claus. Then I'd ask you to bring me Steve so I could apologize to him. I was so selfish. I should be happy he got into college. Ho, ho, ho! Or as Daffy Duck would say... Ho, 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 how you wonderful fan from Look at that guy, Ravine. Santa. Yeah. This Santa thing is out of control. 
<laughs> oh my god. There's gonna be a Santa brawl. His nose no, red. You're right. We'll make this work no matter how far apart we are. Well, we're not gonna be far apart. I'm gonna stay in town and go to junior college and improve my grades. Then yeah! I get to a really good school. Oh, Steve, I love you. I love you too. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, everyone's watching him. <laughs> Telling who she thinks is Joey that, you know, I wish you were Steve because I tell him how sorry, sorry I am and everything. Of course, Joey comes into the living room through the laundry room. And Michelle, who's sitting on the couch, is like, this Santa thing is out of control. Like, yes, this episode is definitely Santa filled. Or too many Santas. Turns out that Santa is Joey. So, DJ's like, alright, if that's Joey, then who is that? As she pulls down the beard, he's like, hi, Deej. He's like, oh! And I'm like, oh, it's Steve! And I'm, guys, I've seen this episode every single Christmas, probably, for the last many, many years. But it's still like, ah! First, Joey decides the one impression that he didn't do... I'm happy he didn't do Taz. I'm happy he didn't do Jerry Lewis. But he did Daffy Duck. And he comes r sauntering right over to Steve. Like, it's going to be a Santa Smackdown here. <laughs> and he's like, What the... What the... I can't... I am not giving the impressions. I don't even know why I attempted to do Daffy Duck. But <laughs> he, like, spits right in Steve's face. I'm like, dude! One of the wrestlers, the cute Asian boy, thinks that Joey's Daffy Duck is the funniest thing. He just, you look at his face and, and then Joey says, hello, all you wonderful San Franciscans out oh, there. That, that's as good as my Daffy's going to be. This beautiful looking Asian man, teen, just busts a gut. Like, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> and of course, Nikki and Aunt, one of them, it might be Alex, I'm not sure which one, the one in blue. He found that. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's Santa. So it turns out Steve dresses Santa because DJ hung up on him and wouldn't come to the phone at least ten times. And he's like, look, this is the only way I could get you to talk to me. And she's like, I'm so sorry. We're going to make this work, I promise. And he's like, well, don't worry, I'm not going to Florida. I'm actually going to stay here in California and to go to a junior college, you know, pull up my grades, and I'll get into a really great school. And then he'll be a podiatrist. Wouldn't that be kind of interesting? Because I know um, Fuller House, you know, Jackson was into football. What if Steve, I mean, I know it's not going to happen, um, but let's just say, like, Steve decided to become a wrestling coach at the high school and Jackson 
ends up becoming a wrestler or something. I just, I don't know why, but I just think that. I mean, there is a scene in season one where Steve is kind of wrestling with Jackson and Max, and Max is like, you were the captain of the wrestling team? Oy. But I like that it works out for DJ and Steve, and his nose is red, too. It's got to be cold outside in San Fran. Well, I want to see what the temperature is currently in San Francisco on... November 17th, let me look here, 65 and clear, Whew. wow, I wish I was there right now, or Dallas, because it's, I'll tell you how cold Michigan is right now at like 9.45 at night, it is 35 degrees out, yeesh, Jesse comes in wearing all black because it's his favorite color and he looks great in black. It's like there is a special delivery in the backyard for Miss Rebecca Donaldson Katsopoulos. And Becky gets up like, oh, Jess, another gift? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just a little something that wouldn't fit in your stocking. We only saw him give her mittens. What else did he give her? Maybe that watch was a gift that she was wearing earlier. There's a very special delivery in the backyard for Miss Rebecca Donaldson Katsopoulos. Jess, another gift? Yeah, just a little something that uh, wouldn't fit in your stocking. All right, guys. She's crossing through the kitchen. She's opening the back door, and we should get a reaction right about... <laughs> Jacket. <laughs> Maybe not. It's Come just on, that lot nerd. Well, I don't like to explain my miracles, but if I must, I know this guy who makes snow cones, and I uh, just ordered seventeen thousand of them. Real snow. It's freaking paper. <laughs> they're throwing paper. Oh, they're kissing. Oh. So Jesse has Becky go out to the back door, open it, and you get the reaction of Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, she's like, Jesse did this for Rebecca. He said that he ordered like 17,000 snow cones, you know, just the ice and everything. And it's not just contained to the tanner's yard. It's like on the trees. It almost looks like an airplane just hovered around the tanner's neighborhood and just dropped all that snow. But when you see it, 
they're throwing what looks like shredded white paper, like like small animal bedding. And I'm looking at this <laughs> snowman that's got uh, a carrot nose and a Santa hat and out buttons for eyes. And it looks like it's made out of, like, pure cotton. And everybody, and I mean, that whole party just goes out to that backyard. And Michelle's like, are we going to stare at it or are we going to play in it? Like, and I'm like, you're throwing shredded paper at each other. <laughs> and it's they're all aiming for Joey. And Danny comes out with Nikki and Alex in his arms. And Jesse takes them from him. And like, hey, can you say White Christmas? And one of them is like, that kid's going to be the You know, baby babble. I love how Steve and DJ, Danny and Vicky, and Jesse and Becky all, you know, kiss their prospective loved, you know, loved one. It's just cute. It's really cute. You can definitely tell the snowman is fake because Joey's, like, hiding behind it while Michelle and Stephanie and Kimmy are all, like, trying to throw these fake snowballs at him. And you can tell it's a fake snowman, because it definitely looks like it's made out of white cotton or, um, stuffing, or white stuffing material for sewing, or something that would go into, like, the inside of a quilt, or anyway. And he's behind it, and he's, like, kind of hiding behind it, but he's also touching it, and it's, like, rocking from side to side. Like, that thing is gonna tip on its side. A real snowman wouldn't do that. There would be some heft to it. I love this border that comes on the freeze frame of everyone playing in the backyard. This Christmas light, Christmas wreath, rectangular border. And in yellow font, it says, Full House wishes you a joyous holiday season. And I'm like, aww, that's so sweet. And that's the episode, everybody. I I like this. This was fun. I definitely like season two's a little more than this. If I had to rate this one and then also the one from season eight, um, honestly, now that I think about it, I think I would rate season two the best. This one would be second, and then probably season eight would be like third because I mean it's cute. You got Mickey Rooney playing this grouchy store owner, basically um, Ebenezer Scrooge, you know Scrooge type character, and Michelle and Jesse feel sorry for him and then bring him back to their place and stuff like that. So for best outfit. I think I'm going to give it to... There were many, many outfit changes in this episode. Because nobody really wore, as far as anything that stood out as good... I'm going to say it's just hustle, honestly between... Um, I mean, Becky... I didn't really care for what Becky... It was like a... It was like a white see-through-ish blouse with what looked like a, like a white, like bra top underneath and Jesse was just wearing like his his typical you know black shirt with with the uh the the cross necklaces which really wasn't anything other than you know he wears that on a regular basis so I'm gonna say Danny and his Christmas blue well it's not really Christmas bathrobe or robe but uh I like the blue robe 
you know, when they're opening gifts. And DJ, of course, with the red and white flannel pajamas was nice. Um, worst outfit, definitely Stephanie's Christmas sweater. Michelle's runner-up for that. As far as the three Santas, we have Joey, we have Vicky, and we have Steve. And out of the two reunions between Danny and Vicky and Steve and DJ, I'd have to say I really like Danny and Vicky's reunion better. Because Danny had no idea that Vicky was, because she was in Sweden, he had no idea she would even be able to, the idea, he couldn't even fathom that she'd be able to make it back in time for Christmas. So that was a great surprise. And I I mean, I liked DJ and Steve making up, but you know they're going to anyway. What's really sad is in season seven, both Danny and DJ both break up with their prospective partners, which is really sad. One already we know has gotten together in Fuller House, so we're just waiting on Danny and Vicky. And I, I've seen that season five has wrapped up with filming. They're, they're going to hopefully drop, I think, in early December for um, half of season five because there's 18 episodes. So do nine in December and then they'll drop the other half maybe like uh, maybe around April or May. And then that'll be it. Um, I'm waiting. I really want a Danny and Vicky wedding to happen. Out of the three, I want Steve and DJ to get married. I want, of course, Jimmy and... Stephanie to get married and Danny and Vicky. I really hope that it's not a Kimmy and Fernando. I mean, they're technically, well, he did have her sign divorce papers so they can get remarried, but it's like, that would be such a cop out if it were just the th those three couples. I really want Danny and Vicky. We've waited for that. We wanted it. And they brought her back. Like, come on. Um, as far as lesson learned, like, for this episode, I'm going to go with, if you're going to date in high school, especially once you get to the point of choosing colleges, you're going to have to decide whether to keep going with the relationship or to end things or just make it work long distance, depending on where you're going. Just know that when you go to college, you're going to be changing. You're going to be meeting other people. You're going to be really finding yourself out. So if you make it work, make it work. If you want to make it work, make it work. But don't feel like you have. I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, Danny and Vicky were a prime example of two adults that were making a long-distance relationship work. Um, if I had to go with a relatable character, I guess I could say Michelle and the fact that I think I got a Barbie doll for Christmas. I got a Barbie Corvette for Christmas. I got one of those Barbie uh, compartment things where you can keep your Barbies and all the clothes and accessories and stuff that comes with it. Um, as far as for favorite character, I want to go with Vicky this episode. I really want to go with Vicky because I really like her. I like that she decided she wanted to surprise Danny and, 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 you know, I mean, she got on a dog sled for 40 miles. She got on a train. She got on a plane. It just, she went that she wanted to surprise Danny. For Christmas. I just thought that was so sweet.
Also, real quick, I was just informed by Jeremy that in December, Twinkies is going to be having a cereal out. There's also going to be Elf on the Shelf cereal, which I believe is like um, sugar cookie cereal with marshmallows. I know that every year um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch has different variations of cereals. And the one they bring out around the holidays, which is I like, it's, it's the sugar cookie uh, crunch cereal, which is, or toast crunch, which is good. Um, also another one they're bringing is, I mean, you know, waffle crisp, but they are bringing Eggo waffles, um, one flavors, home style, that cereal, and then blueberry cereal. So I'm excited to try maybe even all, like definitely, definitely the Twinkie cereal. I know they're like Donuts, Hostess, cereal, eh, no. Um, also, I definitely, maybe Elf on a Shelf, but definitely the Eggo Waffle Home Style Cereal. I want to try that too. Alright, so, December 25, 1992 was a Friday. Oh, that's pretty cool. That way you have the weekend. Alright, let's see what movies came out in December. Uh, let's see, Muppet Family Christmas, December 11, 1992. Scent of a Woman, December 23, 1992. And it says Chaplin, December 25, 1992. A Few Good Men, released on December 11th, 1992. When was Home Alone 2? I thought that came out in 91. Let's see here. It says, if I can find it. Uh, November 20th, 1992. All right, cool. I definitely saw Home Alone 2 in the theater. I did not see the first. I saw the first one. My aunt had bought it. And I remember because I had um, brought it with me when I was in third grade. I brought it to school for the uh, class to watch. I'm not seeing... December 25th. Maybe that wasn't a big, big thing back then, opening Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Vacation opened on December 1st, 1989. Another Christmas... I talk to save my life. Another movie that came out, not in December, but was a Christmas movie, came out the month before November of 89, was Prancer. Prancer came out in 1989. All right, the next episode, Christmas episode, I'll be doing a full house, is the last one of Full House from Season 8, Episode 11, entitled Arrest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Oh, boy. This episode aired on December 13th, 1994. Michelle saves up to buy the perfect present for her father for Christmas. Later, Becky buys the same present as a gag gift for Joey. And the whole family laughs at it. Well, not necessarily the whole family. Mainly just Becky, Joey, and Danny. No way Joey wasn't there. Because it was a gag gift for Joey. Anyway. Um, Michelle forces Jesse to take her to return it on Christmas Eve. But the store clerk won't budge. He presses a button that calls the police after Jesse insists forcefully. Nikki and Alex are afraid of Santa because they can talk a little more than babble like they did in season six. Sweet. 
Oh, wow. Oh, we got some. Oh, here we go. This episode is set on Christmas Eve. Coincidentally, Mickey Rooney provided the voice of Santa Claus in the Claymation special. Santa Claus is coming to town and also the year without a Santa Claus. So look forward to that episode. And then from there, we are going to move on to Fuller House with Nutcrackers from season two. And Oh My Santa will be the last full Fuller House Christmas episode that I will be doing. So look forward to that. That one's going to be a sad one. That one's going to be rough. And I, I, I know I'm going to probably break down during that episode. So that being said, everyone have a wonderful December. I hope you're having a wonderful December. Your tree's up. You're making Christmas cookies. Every year Jeremy makes Christmas cookies and they're gone within like a week's time because we're both like shoveling them into our mouths. He usually makes like maybe 24 to 30 cookies. <laughs> yeah. Again, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and search Oh My Lanta or Holy Chalupas. The podcast should pop up there and just leave a five-star review and show the podcast some Christmas love this year. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.